Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. In today's episode, my dear friend Merit Maloof Plum and myself, we talk about the second Niyama, Santosha, or contentment. So go ahead, hit subscribe to this channel, sit back and relax, and see if you learn a little bit more about the practice of contentment. We're so happy to be with you today on Sacred Spaces. I am Merritt Malouf Plum. And I am Jennifer Dixon. We have been talking about and exploring the yamas and niyamas. That's right, the first two limbs of yoga. Most people get introduced to yoga through the postures or through meditation, sometimes through breathing work. But if you dig a little deeper, there's actually things that come first, and that's these these yamas and niyamas. And there's five of each, and we've already covered the five yamas. And last week, we got into our very first niyama, which was purity or saucha. And that one was a that one was pretty for profound. It was shorter, but it was still it was pretty meaningful. So if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe. I'm pretty sure if I'm looking at it right, it's like right down there where I'm pointing so that you can get in with the newest episodes that are coming out every week on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And this week we're going into Niyama number two. Mm -hmm. And remember the Niyamas are things that we want to cultivate. Cultivate, expand within ourselves. And what is the number two? Contentment. Santosha. Santosha. <laughs> I saw that look like crap. Am I going to have to say the, the... Well, I said it to myself like 30 times, <laughs> and I know exactly what it means, yeah. but I'm always afraid I'm going to mispronounce. Yep. We're Southern girls. Yep. <laughs> we're not Sanskrit scholars. Not at all. <laughs> but we're trying to explore the concepts and the, the depth of yoga, and we invite you to explore those with us. Yes. And Use these concepts to grow stronger in whatever your practice is, whatever your path is. In your the, personal development. In your personal development. They're amazing philosophies. Oh, I agree. I agree. And so contentment. That one's a ooh, that one's a heavy one, man. Lay it on me. I'm ready. You can you you start to see the signs of discontent, even in little ones. Oh yes. You know, and it and because I started thinking about when did these things start to happen, and you know, I don't I don't know if you ever got into the show Mad Men with marketing yeah. or whatever. It's been and, a while, but I've watched but, it. But but you know how they were. That was kind of the beginning of when marketing got to be so mm -hmm. big, and everybody was trying to get what was on the TV, and and then that begs the question: like, when did I start noticing what I didn't have? Well, I think the difference between us as we grow in our malcontent and little ones is that even if they're malcontent they're still completely in that moment that's true that's true and so this exploration led me to explore as do all yoga principles just the the full presence Mm. You're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to get anything. <coughs> it's it's interesting. You're completely content in this moment mm -hmm. with the fact that we're sitting here together and we're really being here. We're and not enough. thinking about yep. the 500 things we have to do when we get done with this video. We're really present. And, and we are 
what is it enjoying the moment like you yeah. like you said and that's what got me the most um, don't forget we are reading the yamas and the niyamas by deborah adele it's a great really book really great yes. book it's it breaks down all of the yamas and niyamas each chapter and, and she actually suggests you spend a month on each concept yes. and we're just spending a week but the part of the reading it hit home to me because the part assign i feel like and my husband and i actually had like a really deep conversation before bed about this I was like, I feel like I'm content. I love, like, we have two great kids. I love my husband. Like, you know, we have food and a roof. And I, and so I thought that I was going to fly through Santosha and be like, yeah, I got, I got contentment, you know, whatever. And then she started talking about not being content is also evident when you're so busy planning for the future. When you're not here, you're through three steps ahead and I don't know if you remember we had uh, the Thrive Yoga Festival last fall in um, 2019 and everybody asked how it was how it was and my honest response and I feel terrible about this now was I had already celebrated the Thrive Festival a month before it happened I was already on to we talked about this yeah. in one of the one of our chakras yeah I, like I was already moved on to 2020 and I hadn't even thought about how that meant I was not content with right here and right now because I'm such a task-oriented, list, I guess goal-oriented person. And that one hit me. Because right now, I love my son. All I can think about is getting him to stink and go poo-poo in the potty for the love. <laughs> Caleb, I love you. When you watch this when you're 16, you took forever to go poo-poo in the potty. <laughs> I hope you never have to watch this, Caleb. <laughs> I really hope that you never happen upon this. And if you do, I'm sorry. But, but I love you. Be content where you are. No matter how embarrassed you are or which one of your friends find this. Just be content with where you are. Because mama is learning how to be content. Because that's, you know, that's that came up this morning even. While I'm sitting here trying to meditate on being content and practice and think about it all the time, I was like... Oh my gosh, I won't miss, I'll miss a lot of things, but I won't miss potty training. That's what we talked about. And, and I'm, I apparently struggle big time with contentment in the, in the form of always planning the next step. And they even talked about an old proverb. I will find it. So you go ahead and talk and we'll come back to it. I think that through the practice and, and especially with Ashtanga, meditation, pranayama, that even if your mind is scattered, even if you can't get into the pose, it's a radical acceptance of just where you are. Mm. And if you're gonna make a list and you're gonna make goals, be present with that, but don't let your energy be so scattered that you're not content in the moment. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a subtle moving away from, well, when I feel better, I'll be content. When I get more money, I'll be content. Once I have a house, I'll be content. Once my son is potty trained, I'm going to be content. Be content where things are. Yep. Without, you know, we're not saying don't make goals. We're not saying don't plan for the future. We're saying that even as you do that, be here now. And don't wait for that for your happiness. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what it all comes down to. If you're in meditation and your mind is scattered, be present with that. 
So again, like I say all the time, yoga is the true yogic experience helps get you back in touch with your true nature, your divine nature, and you move in your life from that place. And once you get to a, a, level, a level of consciousness that you can do that, everything changes. Working on it. It's a, it's a practice, right? Just it's be present with it. Yeah. Stop yeah. working on it. Oh, be deep. content where you are. Be content where I am. That see, I'm telling you, I I was texting her last night in preparation for these videos, and I was like, I I'm getting knocked down by the study of Santosha because I I mean I don't look at my neighbors and think, oh, I like their house. My, my house is just fine. But where I struggle with my own contentment is the that day to day in the moment stuff. And that's, that, I, I mean, maybe I've gotten the easier part because I don't look at what my neighbors have, but it's much harder. Like, I'm well, struggling. you know, I, I do this with my, with my dream of my medicine camp. Mm. I, um, I slip out of contentment sometimes when I feel too far away from nature mm. or sometimes like when I'm walking my dog. I just feel that concrete under my feet, you know. You wish I just want trail. that soft earth. Mm -hmm. But I've moved into a practice of, and one of my friends taught me this because she likes to walk where there are people around. I like solitude. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I just love hearing the birds singing and the children, you know, laughing and the, the families living. And I was like, so it's just a paradigm shift mm -hmm. into, you know, the not letting the noise of other people living take me away from that place. Yep. And that's probably why I have to live in a neighborhood right now to, to learn that. Well, and because you need to live near me. Yeah, I needed to meet you. <laughs> Definitely needed to meet you. You're one of the... One of the prizes of this journey, for sure, for sure. I mean My, that with all sincerity. Oh, I'm, I'm very, glad. very content with our relationship. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And the something that that big, the the book was talking about. She actually said another another pro, proverb that I couldn't find right away. Where it was like I think it was Chinese. Where we're we're always trying to get somewhere. But at the very end of the chapter, she talked about the Zen master that said. Why don't you die now and enjoy the rest of your life? Yeah, man. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we do in in especially in the work that I do, we observe these these death life cycles. And there is one study that resonates with me deeply about how in our birth year we cycle like nature. We have the rebirth like before our birthday we go through you know the dying and the dying and then like the month before our birthday we die and we're reborn on our birthday hmm. and then you know there's a renewal in your in your cycle of life after your birthday and it's a per perpetual yearly thing yeah I'm not explaining it well at all, but if anyone wants us to go into it further, I'll find that study. But it's true. Interesting. Well, I you mean, don't have to die physically to reach this state of bliss. You yeah. can do it while you're here. Yeah. And in some ways, dying to the self 
yes. is the answer. I, and, I, and most of the time, I think that is the answer. Dying to the self, the self that's taking you out the of your ego, That ego. Like, instead of letting your ego rule you, you are, your ego is your servant. And the divine place is the one that's in charge and you're moving from that. We need to have our ego for certain things. Oh, agreed. Uh, but we do need to be, we need to be in charge of it. Because that thing will take over. Yeah. And I've had it take over me. We all have. We all have. And I mean, I've had days I can't get through the door with the thing, you know. <laughs> it's so big. Yeah. But then I, you know, I always come back to humility and forgiveness and, and true presence. That's. That's that. I believe that's where the magic is. Hmm. I don't, don't just believe it. I know it. No one can dissuade me from knowing that if we can be in a place of divine awareness, be content with exactly where we are without striving to get somewhere else, we'll see a lot more magic than we than we do. Caleb will be funny. He'll be hilarious. He is funny. He is hilarious. He's such a cute kid. I love him to death. And I love where we are. And one day you'll be sitting here where I am with your 22-year-old daughter grown up and thinking on, on her own. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, I want her to be a baby again. <laughs> I know. But then we have to remember contentment. Yep. Yeah. And I am very content. I'm very proud of my life. I have more blessings than I ever dreamed of and you know but I wish I hadn't wasted so much energy being stressed out and trying to get more interesting yep. you know that more thing when I was younger you know it was just it, there it, there was never enough I was never enough and I spent that's a stressful way to live and I spent a lot of years just missing some really magical times because I was trying to get to the next place. I would agree with you. And that recently, with the study of Santosha, and I had a 40th birthday recently. Yay! And uh, Merritt over here, and so, uh, several people made me feel special. I appreciate it. But um, I spent an inordinate, uh, inordinate amount of time, effort, drive, trying to get more, be more, do more, um, but that's like in the physical plane. And then on the flip side, like me personally, so much time, money, effort, trying to change mm -hmm. how God had made me. And I grew up with this image of what I thought was this beautiful person. And that wasn't me. So I struggled, struggled, struggled so many, so long. And it wasn't until honestly, right around when I turned 40, when I was like, Oh, why? So what? You got thick legs. You got thick thighs. They save lives. And I did. It didn't click for me until forty. You know, midway basically into your life, where what God's done for the blessings that I've received, both physically, mentally, all around me. There, it's amazing. Like you said, we we've been incredibly blessed. And I spent the better part of my adult life wishing for more or wishing for something different. And it's in that. And getting to that place is so free. It really like is. When you finally just say, I, I accept you. Yeah. I love you. Thank you for all the miles I've walked, all the burdens I've carried, holding my back. Like, thank you. Yep. 
and you radically accept this body, all of your imperfections, mm -hmm. just radically accept them. It's freedom. It's liber It's total liberty. It's total liberation. And it's that I will honestly say has been, I guess, the best 40th birthday present is, is being free of, yeah, you know, no, I didn't. I don't have to go and get that penthouse office job, which I thought I needed and all of that. No, I, I'm loving things as they are. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool. So I may not do super awesome with being content with my son not being potty trained yet. I see the light. But I well, you I'm can still there. be content with where he is and just accept where he is. <laughs> I'm working on that. But you still have to encourage yep. and teach. Yep. There's a balance with that. I mean, you're you, you can't just sit on your rear end and say, "Okay, well, I'm content with everything and I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm no. staying right here." Then you're rigid. Yep. And you're not doing the Dharma, which is a concept we can come into lately, finding your purpose. Because we all have a Dharma. We all have a calling. And if we sit on our laurels, rest on the laurels, and don't try to educate the young ones, or don't try to purify ourselves, and then by default the world around us is purified, then what are we doing? What contribution are we giving to society? That, that's a heavy, heavy thought. Yeah, we could go really down deep into that. But, you know, I would just be interested to know, where in your life could you bring that radical acceptance to, to just what is? What areas of your life could you, instead of distracting yourself with the next step, the next move, the next house, the next car, where can you just be in pure joy where you are yep. in the moment? Something that she talked about in the book was playing the thankful game. Yeah. Playing, and I love that. I, I you know, whether or not we've done it as a, a family and called it that, or just, it just happens when you spend time regularly, if you can do it every day, saying, oh my gosh, thank you for this and for that. It's amazing the entire shift your, your being comes into with the thankful game yeah I was thinking about that too like when I move into that place of contentment just how much stress just goes away oh yeah when I just stop thinking about all the things I need to do and I want to get done and I want to teach and I want to learn this and when I just stop and just move into that space of gratitude I mean, all my stress just kind of melts away. It's amazing, right? Yeah. It's, it's the the best sleepy time aid. Yeah. Oh, yes, because when I'm thinking about all the things I didn't get done, or but, but when I'm just, I know I did what I could that day, and I put the day to rest, mm -hmm. I sleep like a baby. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. So there you have it, some secrets to some good, healthy sleep. But... But we would love to chat with you or to hear back from you on things that you do for con that, that help to facilitate that sense of contentment. What is your path to contentment? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, take it into your practice. And if your mind is scattered during your meditation or your pranayama, instead of trying to force it to change, just be with it. Be exactly with it. where it is. Ooh. Yep. And if 
you can't get into that pose you want to get into, be content that you're practicing and that you're moving into alignment with that. Yep. You know, I mean, and, and I was thinking about it too. You know, if we are what we have, then when we don't have it, what are we? Mm. If we are what we do, these labels we have, holistic healer, yoga teacher, trainer, you know, then when you're not doing that, what are you? That's the core that we're trying to live from. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that's where true contentment is. It doesn't have labels. It doesn't identify with what kind of house you live in or what kind of car you drive or even what your career is. Are you successful in your career? Those are all labels. Mm -hmm. You know, one person might find success being living off the land in the middle of an island and swimming every day and that may be <laughs> I I could go for it. But living on you know, living on that may be successful for one person. Another person might want to live in a mansion. But if neither one's content, then where's the magic? Yep. Yep. So so how can you practice that was quite a soapbox I just went on. No, I love it. I love it. How can you practice contentment today? Yes. How can how can you experience the stress-free living that is contentment, living with content? And if you need help or would like to join us for practice in meditation or yoga at Thrive Yoga and Wellness, we'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee or online, online. at thriveyogaandwellness.com. And Merritt, also, you see clients. You can see yes. clients remotely. I work with people in their with their consciousness. I do distance healing, medicine grids. I can do video sessions, phone sessions. You can find me on Facebook. Instagram or my website, which is www.theenergycentercentr.com. I would love to hear from you and share space with you. And we thank you so much. Thanks for watching. For sharing and being with us today. We'll see you again next Wednesday. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the second Niyama Santosha or contentment. And we hope that you will go ahead, hit subscribe so you can listen to next week's discussion on the third Niyama, otherwise known as Tapas. And in case you hadn't already heard, we are Thrive Yoga and Wellness. You can find us at thriveyogaandwellness.com and you can find access to hours and hours of pre-recorded and live stream yoga classes at our thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash thrive dash online. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.